Hey, and welcome to the Aloha Church Podcast. We believe that full life is found in Jesus. And after this message, if you have any questions, please engage with us over social media or connect with us on a Sunday morning. We so hope you enjoy this message. Welcome to Aloha Church, everybody. My name is Drew. I'm going to break this. I'm going to buy a new one. Drew Tevis, pastor of Aloha Church. This is our fourth Easter, I believe, so... Really stoked. He is risen, right? Tell your neighbor, tell somebody, he has risen. My goodness. Got the youth in here today. Let me pray. I'm a little nervous. And uh, today's Easter. Wow. I was like, what do I teach on Easter? Easy, right? Anyway, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for raising from the dead to give us new life. We have life in you and all our, oh, Lord, you didn't come to fix our problems, Lord. You came to forgive us. And in one act, on one day, you solved all of our problems and all the world's problems with your death and resurrection. And for that, we love you and we praise you no matter what our circumstances like, no matter what our year is like, what our family is like. We know that we have life and breath. And everybody in this world, whether they're celebrating Easter or not, has life and breath because you are our life himself. In Jesus' name we say, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, today we're going to be in Luke chapter 24. This is like the classic Easter passage when Jesus raises from the dead. Luke chapter 24. Uh, you know most of the story of Easter. Uh, this was an all-day event when we read the story where the women went to the grave. And what happened? Jesus' body wasn't there. And then the angel appeared and said, why do you look for the living among the dead? He has risen. And they were afraid. And so then they ran back to tell the other disciples who were hiding out in a room. They were hiding in a room. And then Peter said, nah, no way. I want to see for myself. So Peter runs to the tomb to look for himself. And then he doesn't see Jesus. And he's afraid and he's terrified. So then he, so he runs away to tell other disciples. As we look later in the day, Jesus is on the road to Emmaus. Okay, on the road to Emmaus. And he finds these people walking and talking and telling the story about what had happened. And they don't see Jesus for who he is. He hasn't revealed himself to these uh, disciples and followers yet. And he said, what happened? And they're like, bruh, where you been? Don't you know what's happened? And they go and tell Jesus himself the story of Jesus. And then Jesus reveals himself to them and said, hey, dude, can you eat with us? Let's go eat. And so they give him some fish, right? Probably not poke grade style ahi sashimi, but some bro fish. So then Jesus reveals himself to them and they have an early dinner. So most of us know the story of Easter, and in the Bible, Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 30, it's like the whole day has passed. The whole day has passed, and only up to the very first Easter, only a couple people have seen Jesus with their own eyes and witnessed Jesus raised from the dead. Okay, so let's, I'm going to want to read the whole chapter because, my goodness, we have a lot of stuff to do, right? Right? Okay, so let's pick up the verse on chapter, on verse 33. It's going to be up here on the screen. And what we like to do at Aloha Church, we, we pray, we ask that the Holy Spirit illuminates our hearts to see what the scripture says, even though we may have read the story many, many times. I'm going to ask you to repeat a few words because those are going to be insights and, and uh, tips to your reading comprehension, okay? Youth SAT tests, right? And we're going to give three points, really easy, three points, and then we're going to see how the Holy Spirit administers to us. So Luke chapter 24, 
verse 33. You guys ready? You ready? Man, it's a good day to read our Bible. Here we go. This says, they, those who were eating um, with, with Jesus at this early supper, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the 11 and those with them assembled together. Say, assembled together. So we know they're together. And saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke bread. Right? So 11 of them are together. Jesus eats with them. While they were still talking, say, still talking. While they're still, <laughs> while they're still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said, peace be with you. There they were startled and frightened thinking they had saw a ghost. He said to them, why are you troubled and why do doubts rise in your mind? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have here. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything to eat? (laughs) I love Jesus. And he gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. Say presence. Presence. He said to them, this is what I had been told you while I was still with you. Right? He's like, guys, I was telling you this while I was here on earth. Check this out. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the psalms. Then he opened their minds, say, opened their minds. He opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. He told them again, the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. When you are witnesses of these things, say, witnesses. When you are witnesses of these things, I am going to send you what my Father has promised. This is the promise of the Father, okay? But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power. Say power. Power from on high. Okay, so a lot of text there. You repeated some words. I'm going to give you my three points right up front. In case you're like going to dip out and go get some, stand in line for some poke, or some of the youth will like get us Easter eggs, right? So here's my three points. You can write it on the back of your notes, and then I'll unpack these three points. Is that, is that fair? Okay, you're like, oh, just give me the answers right now. Just give me the answers. Where are we going with this? So point number one, prepare for a personal encounter with Jesus. Prepare for a personal encounter with Jesus. Write that down. Number two. Pray that your mind will be opened to God's word. Pray that God would open your mind or illuminate your mind, right? A revelation is something new, but when God illuminates your mind, it's already there. And you're like, oh, that's what that means. Pray that God would open up your mind. And number three, pray, I'm praying, that we would receive the power of what? The Holy Spirit or the promise of the Father, because God's a good Father, and this is what he promised for us, is the power of the Holy Spirit. So those are my three points. 
If you're like, man, it's all the time I want to spend in church, you, are, you can be dismissed. But if those of you, you're going to sit, we're going to go over this. Ready? Youth, you good? Duke, you good? Okay. All right, question number one. Let me ask this question. We observe what we just read. If you're familiar with the story, I kind of hinted it out. What were most of the disciples and followers of Jesus doing on the first Easter? What were most of the disciples and followers are doing on Easter, right? They were telling stories of what other people heard about Jesus. They were celebrating the stories of other people's experiences with Jesus. Today, all over the world, many, many people are looking for inspirational messages and large celebrations of what other people have experienced in Jesus. Does that make sense? Our prayer is that you would have a personal experience with Jesus. That's why we utilize people's testimonies. Katie's had a personal encounter with Jesus. Our worship team, many, many people here at Aloha Church have a personal experience with Jesus. And it says this, while they were still talking, say talking, while they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said, peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they had saw a ghost. Another question, what didn't they prepare for? What were they unprepared for? A personal encounter with Jesus. Jesus was telling him he's going to raise from the dead, and Easter Sunday comes. They're not around. When Jesus shows up, they're like, what are you, who is this? What? They were not prepared to meet Jesus. They're unprepared. Point number one, what was it? Prepare for a personal encounter with Jesus. More than celebrating other people's experiences, God has something personal and unique for your life. Amen? Something personal and unique for your life. Most people think, well, you know what? A personal relationship with God, that's just for the people who stand on stage or, or, or do it, right? No. Or that life's not for me. That's for somebody else because we hear it and we see other people giving their testimonies. We hear about God working in other people's lives and God talking to people. And we see this and we think sometimes, you know what? That's not for me. I'm not good enough. I haven't arrived at that. And we don't prepare for God having a personal encounter with us. And that's our prayer. It's like any dad in here that has a kid on a sports team, you just are a coach, right? And even if you don't know how to coach, this is what you say if you're a dad coach. Get ready! Right? We're watching baseball. A lot of baseball players here. What do they say? Get baseball ready! One, two, ready! What does that mean? Because kids are standing around like this, like just chewing on their gloves, like, oh, my goodness. When the pitcher goes in the windup, you go, one, two, ready. You're like, ready. So you want the ball to be hit to you. It probably most likely is 99% chance it ain't going to hit. The ball isn't going to go anywhere in the outfield. But be ready. One, two, ready. One, two, ready. Just in case the ball's hit, you're what? You're ready. And then you know where to throw the ball. Right? Watch volleyball yesterday. Vivi's on the volleyball. All the girls, they're like this. They do this really cool thing, huh? They, they touch the ground. 
And like this. I'm like, why did you guys touch the ground? It's kind of cool. Like, they just touched. The whole team just touched the ground for volleyball. Volleyball is a higher chance the ball coming to you, a little more action. But they are what? Ready. And they're prepared. We have to, you should prepare for God to meet you. Have a personal encounter. Right? Get low, get ready. Yes, a posture of surrender. A posture of being ready. These disciples were not ready. And they're like, what? What are you? What are you? It's a ghost. What are you doing here? And Jesus is like, settle down. Can I have something to eat? Can I have some fish? My goodness. <laughs> Third question. Are some of you tired of hearing other people just talk about their experience with Jesus? And you want a personal experience with Jesus. Our prayer, and probably for many of those who invited you here as family and friends, or if you don't go to church. We, that's what we're praying for. Not that you experience Aloha Church and all the cool, there's a lot of very Instagrammable stuff out there, I get it. But that you would experience the presence of God. His presence will transform your life. Right? You can sip coffee and read your Bible and listen to other people's podcasts and talks and celebration services, but if you don't have a personal encounter with the risen Jesus, man, right? There's a lot of people in the world today at services, all-day services, but we pray that you here today would experience Jesus' presence. Amen? Amen. He didn't just reveal himself to them. What did he do? What was it? He opened their minds, right? This is a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. He opens our minds to the Word of God. Point number two, we pray that your mind would be open to God's word. When you read the Bible, it's like, oh, that's what that means. And you have a revelation, illumination. That's God's heart, what he's trying to tell me in the word. And that's what Jesus was saying. He goes, remember, guys, I told you the Messiah must, be, must die and raise again. And all through the Old Testament, remember that? Moses and the law of Aaron, the Ten Commandments. Yeah, that points to me. The sacrificial lamb system, guess who that points to? Me, right? The Psalms, the Good Shepherd, who's that? Me. The suffering servant in Isaiah, this guy. Oh, you mean to tell me every book in the Bible points to Jesus? Ding, 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 ding. Ah, right? Right, dads? We tell dad jokes. Don't we tell dad jokes? We love our dad jokes. We love them so much, we just keep saying them over and over again. <laughs> say it again. I'm going to say it again. And there's a certain age when your kids, like, don't get dad jokes. I have a daughter who's six. She's like, well, she doesn't get it. But I know my other junior hires get it, right? They're like, ah, they start laughing. They get it. Same, some of us, we've been reading our Bible. We just kind of, what? We don't get it. Some people read the Bible as an encyclopedia of good information or for moralism or to be right. We read the Bible to the Lord Church. We read the Bible to see Jesus. Because he is the word of God. And the Bible is active and sharper than a double-edged sword, penetrating our hearts. And when we read the word of God, we can read it all the time. Duke asked me this morning, he didn't ask me, he goes, Dad, didn't you, what if you just run out of stuff to preach on? <laughs> Honest question. And I'm all, son, I can stand up there on Sundays and no lie asking. I, I could tell him God loves you has a plan for your life. God sees you. Your life is forgiven. I can just tell you the good news over and over and over again. 
and it would hit somebody differently. Amen? It's the good news. Amen? It's good news. There's always something to read and say. Man, I love that. I'm telling the truth. God off with truth, right? Duke. Amen, Duke? Amen. He's like, Dad, come on. <laughs> okay, so number one, we, number one point was prepare one, two, ready. Whatever that is, prepare. Prepare to have a personal encounter with Jesus every day of your life. When you wake up in the morning, his mercies are new every morning. God, what do you have for me today? Prepare your day. Lord, prepare my day. You prepare to have your mind open. BT dubs, you cannot understand God's word if what? You're not in God's word. Okay. You cannot understand things you, are just, you just don't read about. Right? Facebook theologians are out there. Get in the word yourself. Read your Bible. We love reading our Bible, open our Bible. Many churches, we're all about God's word at Loa Church. And then food is a close second, but God's word, food. It's church's birthday. Number three, we prayer is that you would what? Receive the power. Say power. The power of the Holy Spirit. This is the promise of the Father. He's a good Father. He gives us good gifts. But God is a gentleman. He doesn't push himself on you. We have to ask for the power, right? This is what he says. Luke 24, verse 44, I believe it says, you are witnesses. Say witness. You're witnesses of these things. He says, I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with the power from on high. The next few weeks, we'll be talking about the power and promise of the Holy Spirit. Here's a little teaser. What is the difference between a witness and a messenger? Uh, A witness has a firsthand encounter of an experience. A messenger just reveals what they have heard other people talk about, right? A messenger, the mailman, someone else's mail, to, they, they don't read it. They're just passing along information that's not firsthand. Some of us feel this intense like pressure of evangelism or sharing the good news and we want to sh- just share what God's done in your life. Right? Katie's story is our personal encounter in Katie's life. That story is true to her because she has a personal encounter with Jesus. I've had a personal encounter with Jesus. No one can argue that story. The man and the blind man, right? The, the guy was blind and he was healed. They're always questioning him. Who saved you? Who healed you? He's like, I don't know, but I do know this. I was blind and now I see and that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And they put that guy's story in the Bible. Like, just an example. Right? You don't have to know much, just know a personal, be in the word, be a witness. And that witness is empowered by who? A power of the Holy Spirit. It's a supernatural power. Acts 1.8. Scripture, interpret scripture, support scripture. Acts 1.8 says this, but you will receive what? Power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses, not messengers. You'll be my first-hand encounter witnesses. 
in Jerusalem, in all Judea, San Diego, Claremont, East La Jolla, wherever you call it, witnesses in your work, in your school, on your teams, everywhere you go in the world, you will be my witnesses. We got to wait. You got to prepare for a personal encounter with me because I have, I'm a good father. I want to fill you up with my presence. Amen? Amen. This is good stuff. Worship team, come on up. We'll keep it short. You're like, wow, cool. Yes, I know. Isn't that amazing? Okay, so what is Easter all about? The first Easter, they let the whole day pass, and only a couple people experienced Jesus. Easter today, it's 11 o'clock. We pray that you have already experienced the presence of the Holy Spirit. When you come onto the public school campus, you experience the presence of God's people drawing you here. You're here today because the Holy Spirit drew you here. So he's already working in your life. You may not have even confessed to be a believer or to be a Christian, or maybe it's your second time in church in a long time. No mistake, Holy Spirit is drawing you here. I invite a ton of people, right? I am lives, you're here. We pray that San Diego would experience God's presence. Amen? San Diego would experience God's presence. That your families would experience God's presence when you show up because you have the presence of God in you. Not in my notes. We are the new temple of the Holy Spirit. Back then, there was, the churches were filled. The church building was the temple. That's the only place to go to receive forgiveness for your sins was the temple. And when Jesus died, right, the veil was torn. You have access to the temple. And now he said, you are living stones. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Church isn't a building we attend. It's people we commit to. It's a family with purpose and belonging in a body of gifts. There's so many gifts in this room. We want to stir those up in your life to be Take the presence of the Holy Spirit wherever you go in your life. That would be eternal life. I think the salvation message will be given across the world today of eternal life. Many people think that Christians think eternal life is just where you go when you die. And you say yes to Jesus, it's like a passport to heaven Right? I have a passport, good for 10 years. Like, I never use it, right? But I know if I leave the country, I'll use it. And I got to find it. We're going to Mexico for Todd's and Jenny's wedding. I'm like, where's my passport? Here it is. Good. Eternal life's not a passport for then when you die and go to heaven. Jesus says this. When Jesus defines something, that's what it really is, right? You may have your own definition of eternal life. This is Jesus' definition of eternal life. Because Jesus says this. In John 17, 3, is it up here? It may not be up here. Jesus says, now this is eternal life. <laughs> not my words, Jesus' words. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, say know you, hmm, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. <laughs> we can experience eternal life today. And when we die, whenever that day is, we'll go from one experience of Jesus to our next experience of Jesus in eternity. Does that make sense? 
So you may have have this idea of like, yeah, I said yes, I checked the box. It's not about checking boxes or what you do. It's not about you. It's about Jesus, what Jesus has already done and said it is finished. And Jesus sat down at the right hand of Father because there's no more work to be done. He rested. When we, easy, we had this thing, it's ABC. We admit that we're sinners. We admit that our doing, our moralism, it gets exhausting or we become prideful in doing good. But at the end of the day, doing good is, you're never enough. It's never enough. And it's exhausting. And some of you may be saved by religion. That's man's way. Jesus said, you know what? The religious people killed Jesus. He wasn't religious. Now, when you admit you're a sinner, finally come to the end of your rope and say, Jesus, I can do it. He says, great, because you don't have to. I do it for you. And you die his death. You raise through him. Jesus becomes your life. Amen? He replaces your life. He doesn't improve your life. He wants to replace your life with his life. Holy Spirit, I pray that would be illuminating in someone's life today. He's going to replace your life with his. And he's rested so you can what? Rest. He says, come to me all who are weary. Come to me all who have been burned out on religion, burned out on church, burned out. Oh my God. I'll show you real rhythms of life, how to live full life. Rest in me. When you've paid for the whole party like Jesus has, there's not, nothing left to do besides to rest and then eat. <laughs> That's what he did. I love this Jesus. I want to be just like him. And then B, believe. Believe that he died. Believe that it's true. The Bible says, it is true. He is risen from the dead. It's true. Historical manuscripts, it's true. Jesus raised from the dead and walked on earth for a period of over 40 days. 500 people saw him. He ate with lots of people before he ascended and then sent us the promise of the Holy Spirit, which we're talking about. So come back. And then, <laughs> plug. And then what A, B, and C, confess. Confess with your mouth. Make it true to yourself. Declare over your life. I believe Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. I'm going to confess it. And you may have to confess it every day, right? Confess every day your new creation. Declare over yourself. I have the mind of Christ. I think like Christ. God sees me as perfect. I'm justified and righteous. Come on. That's how God sees you. Amen. I love that. So we're going to pray, bow your heads, close your eyes. You may have never prayed this before. Maybe you're like all fired up and the Holy Spirit illuminated your heart. I'm like, this is what it means. This is good. That's God working in your life. Say, dear Jesus, I love you so much. You rose from the dead. I'm so glad I'm here. Lord, I believe. I admit I'm a sinner. My sin is wrong. The penalty of my sin is death. I deserve to go to hell. But God, you love me. I believe you sent your only son to die for, my, for, die for me that my sins are forgiven. But Lord, I confess in my mouth that you're King of kings and Lord of lords, and I surrender my life. I want to be a witness of you. I want to prepare my heart that you would clean it out so you'd fill it up, fill it up with your Holy Spirit that I may leave here a different person transformed by your Holy Spirit. 
by the power of God. Amen. And Lord, we pray for the people in this room who've made that commitment. We pray for the people in San Diego and all over the world today who are making commitments to you to become a child of God, to be adopted into your family so they could rest and worship and experience true and abundant life. Something that is true. The world is searching for truth and power, supernatural power, Lord. Lord, we know there's so much things in this world that we want to fix. It's a dark and evil world. But you solved all the world's problems when you rose from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to the Aloha Church Podcast. If you want to learn more about living free in Jesus, please reach out to us. We hope God spoke something wonderful and life-giving to you today. Until next time, lots of love and aloha. Aloha.